Hello and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay Podcast, we have feature writer Amanda Newman-Smith talking about achieving success while managing stress. Take it away, Amanda. Join us at Money Marketing Interactive Leads on Thursday, 11th May. Just go to Money Marketing's website to secure your seat at our industry-leading event and hear from notable figures in the industry. See you there. A few years ago, my husband asked what he could buy me as a birthday present from our kids, and I asked for the new studio album by The Cure. I got the latest novel in J.K. Rowling's Cormoran Strike detective series and the memoirs of 90s Britpop star Brett Anderson instead. Both great reads. The elusive album I wanted still hasn't been released, with people speculating that the epic delay could be because this might be the band's swan song. Spending ages crafting the perfect legacy after 40-odd years makes sense, and singer-guitarist Robert Smith was putting some very emotional performances during the band's recent European tour but there's supposedly been enough new material for at least two albums, so who knows? I was reminded of this recently when Dan and I had run out of things to watch on TV with the kids. Dan chose to put on a recording of the Cure in concert, and the kids were fine with that. My eldest once dismissed playing bass as boring until he saw the Cure's Simon Gallup stalking the stage of his trademark low-slung bass. My daughter, four years younger than her brother, is just happy singing along. Job already done on that legacy front, I'd suggest. An alternative rock band is perhaps as far removed from financial services as you can get, but I just spent my working week looking at how to run an advice business without stress taking its toll on your health. And to me, being in a band like The Cure encapsulated everything I'd covered, albeit in a more visible and extreme form. Think of anything that can cause business owners stress and a long-established rock band would probably have been there and bought several T-shirts. Not generate enough sales or interest from paying customers or clients, falling out with business partners or band members, issues with record companies, distributors and advice networks, and juggling work commitments with difficult personal circumstances are examples of common ground. Business is still business in whatever sector you choose. It has the potential to pile on the stress beyond normal levels, which can lead to depression if left unchecked and not managed properly. With April being Stress Awareness Month, I've decided to put my pennyworth in on handling stress. Advice firms are bombarded with information about the importance of physical, emotional and financial well-being for clients and employees. Looking after everyone else is important if you want to succeed but I don't think there is enough focus on business owners making sure they're okay too. To put it bluntly, if they're not, their businesses will suffer. Yes, you have to put the hours in to get a business off the ground, and unfortunately, there are no shortcuts. There may be financial pressures, sacrifices to be made around time with family and friends, and even when the business is well established, there will be bumps in the road because that's life. But if it weighs too heavily and starts impacting physical or mental health, something needs to change. That might just be a change in perspective, as seeing things from a different angle can often clear away the fog that makes it difficult to come up with a solution or find your way. What surprised me when speaking to business consultants and coaches about managing stress while running a business is how people can put themselves under so much pressure 
just by thinking negatively. I chat with Doug Gordon, author of Charge Yourself Up for Success, Energising Your Life, Work and Relationships, was fascinating in that respect. Gordon used to work in the investment industry and spoke about how falling out of love with what you do can stop you seeing the point, so you become demotivated. But stepping back to look at the bigger picture, in the case of a financial advisor, it's recognising that advice can improve people's lives in so many ways. You start to value yourself as others do, which lifts your mood, so you start approaching tasks with renewed energy and achieve more while enjoying it. That's not the same as thinking you will achieve everything you're striving for just by thinking positively. My son has a friend who believes wholeheartedly in the power of positive thought, and while I love this teenager's blind optimism, I'm too old to overlook the importance of having a plan, taking action, and sheer hard graft. Having said that, people can only do so much, and are good at beating themselves up about not doing more, or not doing it sooner, better, or more efficiently. Wellbeing experts agree that negativity is a drain on energy, which hampers enthusiasm and makes it difficult to function properly. So all the worrying, guilt and self-doubt is likely to be demotivating and counterproductive. But brushing aside those feelings, internalising the keep calm and carry on message on your office mug and ploughing on regardless may not be the right way either. Success comes with a price. That's what we're taught. That's what we tell ourselves to get a grip, to handle the stress that comes with running your own business or managing a team, business coach and podcaster Lisa Johnson told me. You may think your brain is holding out those thoughts, but your body is keeping score, holding on to it and affecting you in other ways when you try and push it down. The thing that really struck me was Johnson's observation that ambitious people are so intent on getting to the next level, then the next, but in her words, they aren't the parts that matter. Happiness isn't found in the momentous things we've been taught to strive for. It's found in the spaces in between, she says. I have no doubt you'll be told that to manage stress, you should take some deep breaths, exercise more, take time away from social media and get plenty of sleep. Yes, those things will bring you temporary relief. And when done consistently, I'm sure they'll make a difference to your stress levels. But please look at the moments in between. Someone said a similar thing to me when I was getting married. They told me the day would fly by, so I should savour every second. I've been to weddings where the bride has been so preoccupied with posing for photographs and making sure all the guests are okay that the day has gone before she's had time to let her hair down. In contrast, I was a selfish bride. I did exactly what I wanted on my wedding day, which was dancing with friends and younger relatives to a YouTube tribute band. I later heard that some Japanese tourists walking down the Thames path of Fort Bonham and Co. really stopped by to entertain us. I wish. Looking back, I've never felt guilty about not doing everything brides are supposed to do. I even gave a speech when traditionally brides say nothing. Dan would have thought I was ill if I didn't have nothing to say as it's so rare. Trying to organise the wedding had been stressful due to problems of our initial venue and trying to get a replacement. A couple of months before the big day, Dan and I went to his parents' villa in Spain to do absolutely nothing. We're more likely to exhaust ourselves trying to fit in everything a destination has to offer, but that summer we just flaked out by the pool in the sun. Once you have kids, it can be difficult to find time for yourself like that, especially if you're the one who does most of the childcare. 
So I'm full of admiration for advisors like Nicola Crosby of SJP Partner Practice Moran Wealth Management. Crosby has succeeded in running a business while bringing up a family without getting stressed out. One of the things Crosby said to me that really stood out was how she doesn't know any working mums who have hobbies. We all seem to just use the time we have on other things. This was another facet of a conversation I'd had with someone else about finding it difficult to keep on top of the things that we were so knowledgeable about before we had children, like the news and the football. Our partners didn't seem to experience this in quite the same way. Even though they have very demanding jobs, they managed to keep abreast of current affairs in the Premier League. My initial thought was that whatever aspects of yourself you lose in the process of building a business and or bringing up a family, you gain in other ways. Although it is important for business owners to take time out to recharge and be parents, that element of wanting to succeed in business is also part of their identity that needs to be fulfilled. So I've come to the conclusion that it's a balancing act, like these things often are. Losing sight of who you are and the relationships that matter to you or compromising on your vision for what you want to achieve in business will probably make you miserable and stressed in the long run. But I also think you need to pick your battles. I have a relative who is an artist in New York and commercial reality means he often faces a stark choice between accepting work that leaves him creatively unfulfilled, such as local government projects, or being unable to pay the bills. But he doesn't dwell on the negatives. He knows the work he'd rather not be doing makes it possible for him to make a living as an artist. It enables him to do the private commissions and other projects that he loves, rather than doing a completely different job just for the money. It's not always that clear cut though. Sometimes you just need to back yourself and go with your gut, no matter what. Returning to The Cure, their much-loved Disintegration album was initially seen as commercial suicide by their record label, who said Smith's lyrics were willfully obscure. Interviews show this appeared to amuse rather than worry Smith. And he was right, as Disintegration became the band's most successful release at the time. Business consultant and entrepreneur Dr. Morris Duffy says business decisions need to be made from a calm place, a place of peace and playfulness. This will allow more creative and considered decisions compared to making decisions during times of stress and anxiety, Duffy told me. If you are stressed, you are not bringing your best self to the situation. So maybe there's merit in not taking everything so seriously in business. Just take the time to enjoy the ride. Thanks, Amanda, for another illuminating weekend essay. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Mag. So make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.